Now time for the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the floor. Yeah. He scores! There's a backdoor play. What a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front. Tied up in skate. Rowan Clark with a heroic save. My goodness, Rowan Clark. What did you eat for pregame? Real balls, real shoot scores! Patrick for Nick Real. Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around. He scores! Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson. Schleppi to the goal. Once again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Schleppi with a dandy! Three on one. A move. Vito back to a move. What a save by May. Coming across with the left leg. My goodness. Hey there. Welcome to the BCHL podcast. I am your host, Jesse Adamson. As usual, we have three great interviews for you today. A couple guys from the NCAA ranks and one recent BCHL first star of the week. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody that the BCHL podcast is presented by Subway. And again, the BCHL would like to thank Subway for their continued support. All right, let's get into it. Our three guests today are University of Nebraska Omaha forward and former Penticton V, Taylor Ward who was just recently named the National Player of the Month in college hockey. We also speak with Langley Riverman goalie Ajit Gandara, who is enjoying a solid season so far and was the BCHL first star of the week a couple weeks back. And finally, we speak with University of Denver freshman and former BCHL player Massimo Rizzo, who was named the NCHC Rookie of the Month for October. Let's get things started with our chat with Taylor Ward. As I mentioned at the top, Ward is enjoying quite the start to his senior season at Omaha. He has 19 points in 10 games, including 11 goals. And that seemed to get the attention from the college hockey world as he was named the National Player of the Month by the Hockey Commissioners Association for the month of October. Ward is also a former Penticton V. He spent three seasons with the V's from 2015 to 2018 and was a part of the 2017 Fred Page Cup championship team. We talked to Ward about his hot start, about his time with the V's, and also his relationship with his father, Dixon Ward, who is a former NHL player. All right, Taylor, you were the NCHC Player of the Week last week, uh, or uh, the Conference Player of the Month for October, and then the National Player of the Month as well. That's quite a start to your senior season. Uh, how does it feel to get all those accolades, especially so early in the year? Um, it's cool, yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I think that all the, you know, in, individual awards are it's tough to take, you know, credit for them because they're not one individually and our team is off to a hot start and, um, you know, our power play has been rolling. So, um, I've just been at, I've just, you know, been benefiting off of, you know, the good play of my team. So, um, you know, it's good, but, um, you know, we're not, you know, we're not playing to win individual awards, but it's still cool. Yeah, you mentioned the power play. Uh, a pretty significant amount of your goals have come with the man advantage so far. Uh, what is it about your your system or maybe your personnel that's allowed you to have so much success on the power play so far this year? I think that it's you know got a lot to do with the other four guys on the ice that are all you know threats to score at all times on the power play. So um, you know we've been making good plays, executing well, and 
Um, I've just been at the tail end of, of some good plays, but um, I think just as a whole uh, power play unit that we're kind of rolling right now. And, and if it's not me, then it could be any other guy on the ice that, that's shooting them in the net. So um, I know it's been going well so far. I want to ask you a little bit about the program there in Omaha. So uh, for, for people that don't know, it's it started as a Div 1 program in 97. Um, so the program's been in place for a long time, but it, it might be safe to say that some people consider it uh, a non-traditional market. From your time spent there, what's the relationship been between the people there and the hockey team? It's been fantastic. Um, but I think that you might be right. I mean, I remember when I was getting recruited and um, – uh, I talked to talked to one of the Omaha coaches, and I hadn't ever really heard much about it. But when I came down here and saw it, and um, it's it's I mean it's beautiful. I don't know if you've uh, been out to the rink here, but the rink is amazing, and the campus is is beautiful. So um, it's been great. I've loved my time here. Uh, it's probably been the best decision I've ever made is to come to Omaha and, and go to school here. And, um, yeah, if I could do it over again, I'd do the same thing. Yeah, you you committed there back in 2016. Uh, so what was it about the school that just seemed like a really good fit for you uh, on and off the ice? Yeah, like I said, when I came down here and checked it all out, checked out the campus and the, and the rink, um, uh, I just uh, I love the area. And then when I sat down with the coaches and you know had a good chat with the coaches, um, just about you know what kind of hockey they want to play and and how they, you know, like to teach the game and, and what kind of guys they were. Um, I just knew it was the right fit for me. They're the three, some of the three best coaches I've, I've had the pleasure of playing for, and I've played for a lot of really, really good coaches. So um, I, uh, I just knew right away that it would be a good fit, and, um, you know, it's, it's paid off so far. It's also a program that seems to be on the rise. Uh, you guys were back in the national tournament last year. Um, now that you're in your fourth year there, what type of changes have you seen when it comes to the hockey program? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, think, I honestly don't think there's been a whole uh, a whole bunch of changes. Like, um, you know, uh, as far as, what kind of culture we have around around the rink and around the the program? I think that um, the coaching staff here. I mean, uh, Mike Evans, the head coach, and it's his, uh, it's only his fifth year here, so he's him and his recruiting staff and, and the other coaches are you know recruiting really good players, and you're, you're just starting to see them come in now. And um, uh, but yeah, we've come a long way since my freshman year. I mean, um, the the team that we have now is is I believe a, a national championship contending team. So um, it's, it's been fun to see. And, and it's, I'm, I'm glad I'm still here when, uh, when we still get a chance. So switching gears a little bit. Uh, your father is Dixon Ward, who's a former NHL player played nine years in the league, uh, including a couple with the Vancouver Canucks as a rookie in the early nineties. Uh, what kind of an influence has he had uh, on your hockey career and your development so far? I mean, uh, obviously, a, a, a huge one. Um, you know, it's it's pretty cliche to say, but I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without uh, without his help. You know, on and off the ice, uh, and that's true. So, um, obviously, on the ice, he's he's taught me tons, and um, you know, he was a great player when he was playing, and he's only helped me, and he's a good resource uh, to go to whenever I need you know help or a question or I'm struggling with something or 
or anything because, you know, everything that I'm going through right now, you know, he's gone through it. So, um, he's been a great help, but, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's still my dad, you know, I don't, I don't look at him like a coach or anything like that, but, um, he's been a great help. He was also a college hockey guy. He played at North Dakota for four years. Uh, did he have uh, a lot of advice to give you when it came time to kind of make that decision, whether you wanted to go uh, junior A uh, and the college route? Did, did he have uh, a lot of input during that time? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he did have influence, of course. Uh, he's my old man, so um, he has great influence, but uh, but no pressure. He... he um, you know, he never tried to you know, push me a certain direction or, or let me know, you know, his opinions on stuff unless I asked. So, um, he had a great influence, obviously growing up, uh, you know, knowing your, your dad went to, went the NCAA route, went to college and, you know, how much fun he had and, and how much he enjoyed his experience at college, you know, definitely influenced me on wanting to go to the NCAA. I think, um, if I had chosen maybe to go major junior back home, um, you know, he, he, I don't think that he would have, um, you know, disliked that if it, if it was my choice and what I felt was right. But, um, it just happened to be that, uh, uh, the right route for me was college and, um, you know, he's excited about that. So I just want to go back to your BCHL days. You played three seasons with the Penticton V's, uh, from 2015 to 2018, uh, looking at your numbers from your time there, you you had a significant increase in point production year over year, uh, and eventually you were you were nearly a point per game player in your final season. Uh, what was it about playing for the V's that allowed you to develop to develop like that and, and ultimately become a productive college player? Well, again, it was it was fantastic. Um, uh, another coach that I, I was you know able to play for down the long list of, of great coaches I've had uh, is Freddie Harbinson. Without him, um, you know, uh, I also wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, going into Penticton as as a boy and coming out a man is, is uh, you know, uh, a lot of changes going on um, in junior. And um, my first year there, we had an unbelievable team. And, um, you know, my, uh, my role was limited as a young guy and, and that was honestly exactly what I needed to learn how to, you know, play certain ways and understand that um, I needed to show up every day and go to work in order to, you know, earn a spot on any team. So um, a lot of lessons learned definitely in those three years and um, they are, they were crucial. So uh, that was a, another, another choice that paid off in my hockey career was going to Penticton for sure. Yeah, I want to ask you about that second year in Penticton specifically. You were part of the V's team that won the 2017 Fred Page Cup uh, in pretty dramatic fashion. I actually recently spoke with uh, Massimo Rizzo, who was an affiliate with that team as a 15-year-old, uh, and he talked yeah. about what a great learning experience it was for him. But for you, who was kind of an already established player in the league, what things did you take from that year in that championship run? Yeah, that was a great year. Um, we had a really good team, so... Um, you know, uh, and, and like you said, yeah, that that last game, that game seven, was was a pretty crazy one. It was a it was a crazy year, and um, I just learned what uh, what it took to win. Really, um, you know, we had a lot of really, really you know good players on that team, and a lot of, a lot of college players from that team ended up playing, or a lot of guys played ended up playing college, and um, you just really understood what it took to win, and, and that extra level you need to get to, and uh, 
you know, in the playoffs and um, understanding that, you know, if you want to be a good player, you have to show up in the big games. And uh, we had a lot of those guys that year. And um, yeah, it was fun. So we spoke about Omaha being a program on the rise. And this year is a good example of that. You're, you're eight, two and zero through the first 10 games. Um, now the, the conference schedule has just started and, and, starts to come into play a little bit more. Uh, what do you guys need to do, in, in your opinion, to keep up that level of play when you're playing against your uh, NCHC rivals? I think just, a, you know, attack it the same way. I think that our coaches are really good at um, making sure we're as prepared as possible uh, throughout the week. And and, um, and then when it comes time to play, then you got to get ready to play. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, the NCHC is the best league in the, in the country. Um, any any team has a chance to win on any night against any other team. So um, you just have to make sure you show up and and uh, you know execute what you've been working on all week and trust that you know the things you've been working on and and what you're doing during the week on the ice and practice um, are gonna you know lead you lead you to success on the weekend. So um, just to uh, you know make sure you're ready to go and. Um, understand that um, when you're out there, you have to give it all because you know the other seven teams in this league are are just as dangerous. So, um, yeah, yeah. And I just a couple more questions. Thanks for your time. Um, the you, you mentioned earlier how you thought that uh, your team is a championship caliber team. So I think I already know the answer to this question. But um, you guys made it to the Frozen Four tournament last year, first time since 2014-15. When you look at your team this year and how you played earlier in the season, what would a successful year look like for you? Um, I think exactly that. You know, we we made it to the tournament last year, and um, unfortunately, we didn't uh, we didn't go any farther. So. I think they're getting back there, putting ourselves in the same position we, we put ourselves in last year and then uh, taking what we learned and and uh, go farther. You know, we, we want to get to that Frozen Four and we want to win a national championship. So, um, you know, take, take what we learned, the, the good and the bad from last year and apply it to this year and, and try to, you know, do even, uh, do even greater things. And last one for you, as a highly productive player who's playing their senior year in college hockey, you would be pretty much a prime candidate to be a free agent signing from a pro team at the end of the year. Is this something that you allow yourself to think about? Um, or is it something you try and keep in the back of your mind? Like, do you, do you put any type of pressure on yourself when it comes to that? How do you approach that? Um, I don't spend much time thinking about it, to be honest. I mean, uh, it'd be a lie if, if you ask any, any player at this level, you know, their goal and their dream is to play in the national hockey league. And, um, I think that we're all still, you know, working towards that every day, but, um, it's definitely not a, a main focus, you know, we're focusing on, you know, winning hockey games and, and trying to win a national championship. And if out of that comes, you know, more opportunity to play the game at a higher level, then that's great. And if not, then, you know, um, it is what it is, but I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, is definitely a goal to strive towards, but not something that, you know, I'm thinking about every day. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for the time. Really appreciate it. Congrats on your success so far this year and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much to Taylor Ward for joining the podcast. 
Moving on, let's get to our second interview, and that is with Langley Riverman goaltender Ajit Gandara. Gandara is enjoying quite the rookie season for the Langley Riverman. He currently sits in a tie for first in the league amongst all BCHL goalies with a 9.36 save percentage. And he also owns a 5-2-1 record. And it's a huge reason why the Rivermen find themselves in first place in the Coastal Conference with a 7.08 win percentage. Gandara is quite familiar with the city of Langley and the Rivermen organization. Before making the jump to the BCHL, he played Junior B with the Langley Trappers and also played with the Langley Junior Riverman Spring Program. Gandara gives us the details on his great start to the season, tells us about his relationship with new Riverman head coach Bert Henderson, and what him and his teammates hope to accomplish the rest of the season. All right, Ajit, you were named the BCHL's first star of the week for your performance uh, over the weekend. You ended up getting your first career BCHL shutout on Sunday. Uh, how did it feel to get that milestone under your belt? Uh, yeah, that, that felt really good. The first one's always, I think, the hardest one to, to get. And um, But I think it's always a team effort. Anytime you can get a shutout, um, it's never just the goalie. You know, the team has to block shots and box out and all that stuff. So, you know, it's just as much a credit to them as it is, as it is to me. And so... I'm just happy to get that first one. So you've gotten off to a great start so far in your first month of the season, first month in the BCHL. Uh, I, I know you participated uh, in the extended training camp season, but this is really your first uh, regular season action. So um, how, have you, how have you found the transition to being a, a full-time BCHL player? Uh, it's, been, it's been tough. Like, it's fast. Like, everyone, everyone can play. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's such a good league with teams, teams being so good, but... I think our team's done a really good job helping me out and it's, it's been fun. Like, I think I'm just more than anything, I've been enjoying myself. And so we're just going to keep going as it is right now. Yeah. Like I mentioned, you were a member of the Riverman last year and played in that extended training camp season. I know you guys ultimately ended up opting out of the pod season, but uh, what do you think your time around the team and the league last year did to prepare you for this year, which ended up being your, your rookie season? Oh, it, it definitely helped. Like I think last year, being around the rink, being around some of the guys, um, and just getting that that kind of atmosphere of how hard everyone works every day, it, it, it prepared me better for this year. I think I was ready. I kind of knew a little bit what to expect, and um, definitely coaches like new coach this year and Bert. But I, you know, I know Bert really well from you know I had him as a coach when I played junior Riverman, and then uh, at the Trappers a couple of years ago. And so having him here definitely made me comfortable too. And so. Yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah, it was kind of leads me into my next question. You did play with the Trappers, and you mentioned the Junior Riverman as well. So obviously, you have a lot of familiarity with the area, with the organization. Um, in, in what ways does that kind of benefit you? Maybe beyond having Bert as your coach again, but are there other ways where being kind of part of that system has benefited you now that you're with the Riverman? Um, I think really it's just the way they run things. Like I think. Um, even from the junior program moving all the way up, they're just, they're, you know, top class all the way around. Like when you go to the rank, you know, it's going to be like, everything's always um, just the best, really like the way they run and operate around the rank and how everyone, you know, everyone's always focused. Everyone has the same goal and just, uh, yeah, the way they run things is just, it's good. So looking at the team, um, you guys are in first place in the coastal conference. You have a record, of six one one and one, uh, what do you think has been the the main reasons that you've been able to have so much success to start the year? 
Uh, right now, I think it's just we've been finding ways to score. Like our, you know, our top guys, even the guys maybe not all the way at the top, but they're they're all finding ways to put the puck in the net. And then at the same time, our defense are playing hard, and right now things are working for us. We're finding ways to either edge out games or, or finish out teams early and just ride it out to the end. And so, you know, it's early, but I hope you know. I, I think we're going to be able to keep keep that going all the way through the season. Yeah, I, and I think it's it's safe to say you might have su- surprised some some teams and some people around the league with how great you guys have been able to start. Um, do you do you guys notice? That, <clears throat> excuse me, notice that? Do you feel like you maybe were uh, underrated or, or underappreciated to start the year, um, given that uh, you got a lot of new faces, uh, the team uh, doesn't have any college commitments, but really you guys are kind of proving that um, you're uh, you're a lot better than maybe people thought you might have been. Definitely, definitely. I think a lot, a lot of teams, a lot of people count us out right from the beginning. Didn't even give us a chance. And you know, in the beginning, you know, you could say maybe they're getting lucky, but I think now, like we've established ourselves pretty good. And when it comes to the commits, like I think, you know, us having none, and you know, playing all these other teams with you know way more than us, and going out and beating them so far, I think it should be a message to you know schools or for you know some of these older guys and even the younger guys that are playing so well, like. You know they're right there too, and so I think we're gonna we're gonna continue to pro- prove that until people start to notice. Yeah, speaking of uh, college commitments and stuff, uh, like many of your the peer, your peers in the league, you're a player who's I'm sure looking for a scholarship. Um, and with your strong play so far this year, I, I'm sure you're on a lot of schools' radars now. Uh, what would it mean to you to to get that commitment and and get an NCAA Division One scholarship? Uh, I think that does mean everything. You know, that's obviously with, you know, winning being the number one goal, that comes right along with it, right? You're here, here to get the scholarship. And for me to be able to do that would be, you know, that'd be absolutely huge, right? That's what I'm working. Like all summer you work hard and the season you work hard, hoping teams notice to, you know, one day be able to get that scholarship. So I want to uh, change subjects here. And uh, you were a teammate of Ronan Sharma, who who last summer tragically passed away. Um, on, on opening night, there was a tribute to him and his family. Uh, what was that night like for you as someone who I, I know was close to Ronan? Yeah, that night was, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, I was really good friends with Sharms. And that night was extremely emotional. Like, you know, when you're playing the game, you know, I don't even remember most of it. I think I blacked out for most of that game, didn't really know what was going on, but you know, just with all the emotions, like obviously having his family in the stands there and seeing them before the game and all that stuff, like just knowing that, you know, he's, the whole this whole game is really, you know, revolving around him. Like I think, you know, for me, our whole season revolves around him. But yeah, that game was just emotional. And for us to be able to, in the end, come out and win that, it really meant everything to us. So that was, that was really good. Yeah, and b- before the game, there was the, the pregame ceremony with his family, with uh, Commissioner Chris Hebb, and he read some words written by coaches and teammates of Ronin's, and, and you were one of them that submitted some words for him to read. Uh, why was it important for you to have your words heard that night? Uh, yeah, um, our trainer, uh, Mike Thompson, came and asked me to you know write something for him, and I you know, I thought in the beginning I, I, I wasn't sure because I didn't really know what to say, and I figured, you know, I think it's it's important for me to, to express what what he meant to me and what he meant to all of us around the rink from, you know, last year in the summer that we knew him. And he was just one of the greatest guys. Like, he just made everybody feel happy and smile. And I thought that it was important for me to be able to express that to everybody around. 
And uh, the, the team has his number hanging from the rafters. They retired it that night. Uh, you guys have decals on your helmets as well. But uh, in what other ways are you honoring him this year? Um, yeah, we got we got his uh, jersey hung up in our room. And every time we you know go on the road, go on the bus, we always bring you know something of him with us to uh, you know kind of just have it like he's there, right? The way we see it is that every day, every practice, every time we go to the rink, he's he's still there with us and he's playing with us every time we step on the ice. And so, yeah, we got, we got the Jersey and the, we always bring something of his with us on the road. And then just looking ahead now, um, knowing that you are currently in top spot in the conference, uh, what are you expecting from the team the rest of the year? Like, uh, obviously you're going to want to maintain this level of play, but where do you think you guys can go? Uh, well, you know, obviously it's early, but I think with what we've shown so far and, you know, some of the teams we've competed with, I think we can, this is a team that can go all the way without a doubt. Um, I, I fully expect us to keep on, keep this, keep this kind of winning theme going along the way. And when we get to playoffs, I think, you know, there's, you know, our older guys definitely know, you know, how, you know, how important it is to win for them and to get scholarships and how important it is for everybody else. And I think we have an extremely driven group this year. And so we'll, we're definitely looking to push for that. Something that's definitely a possibility for us. All right, Ajit. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Congrats on your early season success and, and best of luck going forward the rest of the year. Thank you, Jesse. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts? With seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick. Only $3.99, only at Subway, and only here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. Huge thank you to Ajit Kandara for joining the podcast. All right, one more interview to go. We speak with University of Denver forward and former BCHL standout Massimo Rizzo. Rizzo is off to a red-hot start to his college career. Through eight games with Denver, he has five goals, four assists, and nine points, and was named the Conference Rookie of the Month for the month of October. Prior to making the jump to college, Rizzo spent four full seasons in the BCHL, two with the Penticton Vs, one with the Coquitlam Express, and he spent his final year in the league with the Chilliwack Chiefs. Rizzo looks back on his time in the league, including the 2017 playoffs when he played as a call-up for the Penticton Vs, who would eventually win the league championship that year. His time with the Coquitlam Express, where they were the league champions, but had their season cut short due to COVID-19. And of course, last year's pandemic season, which he spent with the Chilliwack Chiefs. He also talks about his great start to his college career and gets into some of the difficulties with transitioning to the college lifestyle. All right, Massimo. So you're you're off to quite a great start at DU. You have five goals. You have four assists for nine points in your first eight games. Um, obviously, things have gone well for you. But uh, how have you found the transition so far to the college hockey game? Um, it's been definitely difficult. It's obviously a jump from um, juniors to college, but I think our team's done a great job of helping me transition. And um, coming in the summer was a big help as well. Just working out and getting used to the guys and skating with the pros um 
was a big help for me, but it's been fun. It's been challenging, but I've had a lot of fun. So you were named NCHC Rookie of the Week, your first week of the year. You were the Rookie of the Month for October. Uh, what does something like that do for your confidence, especially being new to the league and, and that level of hockey? Yeah, I think it definitely um, helps my confidence a lot just to get off to a good start, and um, have things click. And I mean, my line mates have been awesome and the team's been awesome. So I've had a lot of great support around me, which has helped my success a lot. Yeah, you mentioned your line mates. Who are some of the guys you've been playing with? Who have you been able to build build up some chemistry with this year? Um, Cameron Wright and Carter Mazer. Um, Carter's my roommate and uh, another freshman. So uh, it's pretty easy to get comfortable with him when we're living together. That um, Cam's a grad grad transfer from Bowling Green, so he brings a lot of experience and insight, and both really good guys and easy to talk to. So um, we've clicked well. Yeah, what do you think it is about their games and your games that have been able to mesh together on the ice? Yeah, I think we kind of all do something a little different and it all works well together. Um, we kind of all know our roles and um, I think we just feed well off each other and, and we're really good at taking feedback and communicating um, what each other like. And um, So that's been a big help. So just quickly want to go back to last year. It was obviously a tough year for, for most hockey players in North America because of uh, COVID kind of wreaking havoc on the seasons. Um, but it was especially difficult for you. You dealt with an injury and you weren't able to participate in the pod season after you uh, waited along with everyone else for five months for the league to come back. But um, given you, you had all that downtime and, and you were injured, how were you able to stay sharp and, and make sure that you were ready when it came to time to start uh, the college season this year? Yeah, obviously a difficult year, um, but I think um, I did a good job of staying in the gym and, and staying on the ice and um, working on my game and getting stronger, and um, that part helped a lot. And then, and then getting banged up and not being able to play any games, um, and then just getting over that and, and getting back in the gym and getting back on the ice, like I said, and um, and just building from there. And obviously, college players are, are really strong, and the game's a lot faster, so... Um, anytime you can improve on those two things are big fair game. So beyond the hockey aspect of things, obviously it's a big change as well, uh, adjusting to life on campus and, and being part of, uh, the school there. So what that, what has that part of it been like for you? Um, I think that's probably the most challenging part, um, being, being out of school for two years and then jumping back into it, um, is definitely challenging. I mean, junior hockey without school is um, a ton of fun that you don't have to worry about and you just get to play the game you love. So um, it's been a bit of adjustment. Um, I, like I said, I came here in the summer and I was able to take three classes, which helped kickstart my brain back in the gear. So um, it's just it's just something you got to do and you got to take care of. And, um, and being good in school is a big part and trying to, trying to be your best in everything you do. So, um, school's been hard, but we, we got a lot of great resources here. Um, a good support cast around us that helps too. So you ended up deciding to go to Denver. I believe it was in January. Uh, what led to you choosing that school when you were kind of reassessing things and making that decision? Yeah. Denver, um, uh, is obviously an amazing school. I had a good relationship with the coaching staff, um, prior, to looking at schools too from talking to them in the past and um everything about the program is amazing and um it's a it's a first class um program that you know breeds nhl players a lot of guys come through here and, and move on to the nhl and our, our coaches kind of know what it takes to get there and um they're also really good people um who communicate well and have a good relationship with and 
um, the team's great. The school's great. So I uh, can't say enough good things about Denver. Yeah, you mentioned some of the pro guys that they churn out there, and you also talked about how some of those pros were involved in the the off season skates that you were doing there. So, who are some of the guys that that are that were around, or maybe um, that are around the school there, and, and that you've been able to kind of connect with a little bit, or at least share the ice with? Yeah, it was awesome. To see Troy Terry doing so well this year. He's on eleven eleven game point streak, and he was here a bunch in the summer, and he's turned me inside out so many times on the ice and he would just go through a whole team and we were doing scrimmages and, and it's cool. See, he's also the hardest worker, like in just a, in just a scrimmage summer scrimmage, he's back checking and catching you on a breakaway. Um, so it's awesome to see him around and, and pick up on those pro habits. And, um, Will Butcher was out here and, um, Dylan Gambrell and, um, and then a bunch of the other guys like Paul Statsy and, um, some of those guys were around. I wasn't, wasn't able to skate with those guys because we went home for the month, but um, for the six weeks we were here, yeah, big Troy and Will and, and Dylan were, were guys that we got to go on the ice with. And um, and then we also saw them in gym when we were warming up, and um, they do everything like a pro, so kind of rubs off on us, and um, that was a lot of fun. So you uh, also have your own NHL connections. You were part of the 2019 draft class. You were selected by the Carolina Hurricanes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, since then, uh, what has your relationship been like with the team? Do you have conversations with them? Do they give you advice or things to work on? What's that dynamic like? Yeah. I mean, um, I haven't been able to get to a training camp or, um, a prospects camp yet. Um, first with the injury, then COVID kind of didn't allow for that. So, um, just staying in a relationship. Um, I talked to, um, Sergey Samsonov a lot, who's a player development guy for the hurricanes and, they he'll watch he'll watch my games or um he's always a resource to reach out to if i ever have any questions or um need to run something by him so he's been a lot of help and they've been really good with um you know strength programs or or nutrition or anything you kind of need they've been uh, really good with so i want to go back to your bchl days a little bit here as well so uh you started your career in the league with the penticton v's uh, you were an affiliate player during their 2017 championship run and you played most of your games uh in that final series actually which was a, pr- a pretty dramatic series the v's ended up taking it in in overtime at game seven but what do you remember about that time in your career yeah i mean that was a great memory um stepping into a, a team that was really good and um protecting such a great organization and they're really welcoming especially as a young 15 year old um the coaches and the team are really welcoming to me and um we're ready to go on a big run and just to be able to watch watch them a little bit and then step in and play some games and um yeah that was one of the most fun hockey obviously playoff hockey and chasing a championship was a ton of fun and then um going through the experience of coming so close to winning was awesome yeah, so you, you went on to play two full seasons with the V's, uh, one as team captain, then you moved on to play for the Express, uh, and that was another pretty special team. They, they seemingly came out of nowhere to finish first overall in the league. Uh, obviously, it was a little disappointing at the end because uh, the playoffs got canceled due to COVID, and you, you didn't really get to finish what you started, but what stands out to you about that team and about that season that you had? Yeah, I think obviously, um, you know, the Coquitlam Express had a bit of a tough track record, and previous years and then um coach Forte come came along and kind of turned the program around real fast and um he put together a really good group that we all we all bonded so well and meshed together and um we worked so hard and then yeah we just kind of got the ball rolling and then we started having a ton of success 
And uh, we kind of were feeding on that. It's almost like the underdog. So then we started doing really well. And um, I think it was cool. Like our practices, we were always pushing each other and um, always wanted to get better. And uh, then, yeah, we had a ton of success. So then um, obviously COVID kind of ruined that for us because uh, we felt we could win the whole thing. And then going back even a little ways uh, before that, I know you, you had options when you were deciding where to play when you were younger and, and what route to take. Uh, so what was it about the BCHL that, that made you want to take that path? Yeah, obviously deciding between um, the WHL and the BCHL. Um, it's a tough decision at such a young age. Um, but I felt I'd get support from my parents and um, advisors. But the BCHL is obviously an unbelievable league that moves players on to the NCAA and the NHL. And um, being from BC and being from Vancouver, I kind of got exposure watching games. And then um, just talking to people in the league, um, I was definitely intrigued. And then once I got to play a couple AP games as well, I knew I wanted to play there. And the last question for you, just bringing it back to present day. Um, your team in Denver, you're sitting at 4-4 four and four right now. You, you started 4-0, and oh, but you're, you're back to 500 right now. Uh, so looking ahead uh, as you kind of map out the season, what are you expecting from the team going forward and what kind of things are you thinking that you can accomplish this year? Yeah, I mean, we got a really great, great team, great group of guys, great coaching staff. And, uh, you know, we know, I think we're the youngest team in in college hockey this year, but, um, we're like, we're all wanting to get better while pushing ourselves. Um, it's obviously college is a really great league and we have a great division in the NCHC, but, um, we're confident we're a group and we know what we're capable of. So I think, um, we'll start having success here pretty soon because everyone's pushing each other and wanting to get better and wanting to win. And, uh, I think, I think we'll do a good job of that. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Massimo. Really appreciate it. And um, best of luck the rest of the season. Yeah. No, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. All right. That does it for another episode of the BCHL podcast. Huge thank you to all of my guests for joining me. Massimo Rizzo, who you just heard from, University of Nebraska Omaha senior Taylor Ward, and Langley Riverman goalie Ajit Gandara. As usual, this podcast was produced by Greg Ballack. Thank you very much to Greg for putting this thing together. And finally, one last shout out to our presenting sponsor, and that is Subway. Thanks again from the BCHL for your continued support. If you're not already doing so, please follow us on all of our social media accounts. That is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at BC Hockey League. Give us a follow and stay up to date with everything going on around the league. And please visit our website, www.bchl.ca, for up-to-date information, written features, and videos, and everything you need to follow the BCHL. All right, that's a wrap on another episode of the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.